Welcome back to another episode of And She Did. Today, we are so honored to be hosting Ilana Wynn. Ilana is the current senior at Stanford OHS and is a co-founder of Innoverge, a nonprofit organization bringing STEMX education to underserved communities. Ilana wanted to share STEMX education opportunities with underserved communities, and she did. Hey, Ilana, thank you so much for being here. We're thrilled to finally have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? How's your day been so far? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a pretty normal school day. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. We're super excited for this interview. For sure. Me too. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Could you start off with telling us a little bit about yourself, just your background, your likes, um, your academic interests? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm 17. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm from Bay Area, California. And I'm personally interested in a lot of different things, um, but I'd say I could like summarize it in like building technology for social good and in the intersection of technology and ethics, well-being and equality. And I guess this part really um, interacts with my work at Innoverge, but I also am super passionate about um, education inequity and making sure that everyone has the same opportunities to reach their full potential. Thanks so much for telling us a bit about yourself and where your passion for Innoverge comes from. That's really great to hear. And could you start by telling us a little bit about Innoverge, its mission, and also the role that you play at Innoverge? Uh, yes. So I am a founding member and I'm the current executive director at Innoverge, which is pretty exciting. And our mission is to advance STEMX humanities education in underserved communities to diversify the next generation of change makers. And that's a pretty long mission, but I think we really try to fulfill and hit all points of it. So I'd say like our four main parts of our mission is to like one, increase accessibility of STEMX curriculum, um, two, increase representation in the STEM fields in terms of, you know, all the different um, factors. There's a lot of minorities in the STEM field, you know, like women, um, ethnic, cultural, and um, even in like background of like training and um, to train the younger generation in STEMX humanity skills. And then number four is to empower youth leaders to create change in their own communities. And you know, so far we've had over 6,700 um, youth impacted across the world uh, with like 54 chapters in 14 countries and 250 plus events. So that's all very, very exciting since we've only been around for a couple of years and we're completely youth-led. That is so incredible that you've been able to impact so many people in so many different places. So thank you so much for sharing about that. Could you tell us, as a co-founder of Innoverge, what drew you to this organization? It seems like you share a lot of the same passions, but if you could elaborate on that just a little bit. Yeah, um, I was, I think, mostly inspired by my own experiences um, in with education and in STEM as a minority woman um, you know like there's actually this story one day I was I think I was in the car with my mom and she was asking me like oh what do you want to change in the world and what you know, like what makes you like angry when you think about it and what do you want to change and I said you know like that some kids don't get the same educational opportunities or they face a lot of barriers when they um, do pursue um, their dreams because of you know, their family's financial status or their socioeconomic background or how other people perceive them. 
And I was like, that is so like not fair. And um, I want to do something about this. So that was that was after the conversation. And yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest part of what drew me to Interverge. Wow, that is super inspiring that even as such a young kid, you were so insightful and dedicated to making change. And we're wondering, what are your personal passions and interests in STEM? And how did this inspire you to share these subjects with others, especially in underserved communities? Yeah, um, I, I think it's pretty crazy, like what you can do with STEM, like you can literally like have the power to change your world at your disposal. And I guess one example is I'm personally really interested in like machine learning and those areas. Um, and over the summer, I worked on this really cool project um, using computer vision to classify skin lesions to determine if they're cancerous or precancerous or benign. And that, that was super cool. And I was like, I've got to share this. Like, I really want to like pass this on, pass these skills on. So I actually taught a couple of middle school machine learning focused workshops. And I think it's really rewarding for me to have something that I really like um, or like a project that I've worked on and then be able to pass it on, um, especially to um, other girls or um, other people from marginalized backgrounds. I think that's really important to me to be able to pass that knowledge on. That's incredible that you were able to host those workshops and it's honestly just amazing what your organization does as a whole. So could you tell us about the process of creating Innoverge as a nonprofit? What kind of obstacles did you face? Because obviously um, becoming a nonprofit organization requires a lot of time and effort. So could you just tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. So we originally started out as just like a community community initiative. And um, so we were just, you know, doing our thing and kind of expanding. And last summer, summer of 2020, we decided to relaunch as Interverge um, to become a fiscally sponsored 501c3 nonprofit and also to kind of focus on that kind of idea of interconnectedness and interdisciplinary STEM uh, reflected in our name, Interverge. And, you know, there was a lot of decisions we had to make, like even down to like the name, we were having such a hard time coming up with a good name. And, um, and then we were trying to decide whether we want to apply directly for 501c3 status, which has a lot of different hurdles and you have to, um, you know, pay some fees and get together like a board of directors and then, or should we do like a fiscal sponsor? And we ended up finding a really great fiscal sponsor. So that's what we ended up going with um, that's able to like handle the finances. And then we can focus more on what we're doing in our work. Um, and having to <laughs> worry about that as much. And then like building a website, that was that was really um, a bit of a challenge, but thankfully we had a connection with someone who um, was really good at it. So he was able to help us out. But I think like with starting a nonprofit, it's really easy to you know, come up with a really good idea. Like, oh, I really want to make this change in my community and, or I wanna make this change in the world and here's how I'm going to do it. And there, I think it's just, there's so much work that has to be put into becoming an official nonprofit that it's really easy, I think, to just give up. 
Um, but I think it was really helpful that I had two other people working with me um, and we were all very dedicated and we kind of held each other accountable and getting stuff done and having a very successful relaunch last summer. It's really fascinating to hear the process of creating Innoverge because I think that a lot of that background is not always known and it's just so impressive that you've been able to help build such an impactful and impressive nonprofit organization. Um, and we are also love to know what are your future plans with regard to Innoverge? Yeah, so we are um, currently working on our vision plans. So this is kind of a fun question. Uh, but some things that we're thinking about is we had, we want to develop our internal programs more. So not just like our workshops with regional directors, um, but also um, running some other outreach. So we had a lot of success with like a remote learning program that we did um, twice and we were able to get like funding for it. And we sent out these hands-on um, STEMX kits to um, kids who were doing virtual learning in underserved communities. And we're hoping, you know, with a pandemic um, or people going back to school, we're thinking of doing some other kind of program, perhaps something to do with um, like astronomy and sending out telescopes or something like that. And that's pretty exciting. And then we also, you know, would love to keep expanding globally. We are in a lot of different countries, but I think, you know, the more perspectives and people who are doing work in their communities, um, I think the better because, you know, like from the top down, you can give the resources, you can provide the mentorship and the funding. But I think the most change happens um, with somebody who is an actual part of the community that they're looking to impact um, because they have all of that domain knowledge and access. So continuing to expand that way, I think would be really exciting. And then, um, I've also been thinking about like PR and wanting to get more content out there. Um, I think we have a lot of stuff going on internally that's super cool and kind of like externally. Uh, I love to kind of continue highlighting some of the maybe issues that we're trying to solve and like the disparities in STEM and STEM education and also kind of working on um, like infographics and stuff on like STEMX um, tidbits, I think would be really cool. And then, you know, some like big dreams, I think it would be really awesome to, we're working on getting like sponsorships um, and so that we can kind of have that long-term partnership and funding. And then maybe also a college campus presence. We've had a couple of regional directors who are college students. And I think that's a really, cool way to reach out to different communities and um, have resources from the college. So I think I'd love to continue expanding in that area. That's so incredible. You will have so many plants. I'm sure that you'll accomplish all of them. Um, the idea of starting a chapter at a local college also sounds amazing. Um, yeah. So going forward for you, what is the most rewarding aspect of being a part of Innoverge? Um, is there a particular thing that you enjoy the most about it, being able to work with um, different students and children, uh, just something along those lines? Yeah. I mean, I really, I like, I like everything about <laughs> working with it at Innoverge. Um, and I think there's two main parts that I like the most, I suppose. I think meeting these people from all over the world who are like just as excited as me um, to 
bring workshops and curriculum and education to kids in their community. And then, you know, like the day-to-day -day grind, I think it's really helpful for me to remember like the faces and personalities of all the kids I've worked with throughout the years. Like I still remember um, some of their names and I remember like, yeah, I'm doing it for them. Like Maya, she came to like two sessions of my workshop. So she came to like 10 or 11 of them total. <laughs> like she came back after the first session and she always wore a little shirt that was like, oh, a future engineer or future astronaut. And like, that was the cutest thing ever. And she was super kind of shy and soft-spoken. And I think I tried my best to, you know, like help her come out of her shell and encourage her. And that was super cool. And then, you know, there's just a lot of other kids who um, like their eyes would like light up when they were building something or their like um, their thing worked or their code ran. And um, it's just very, very rewarding, I suppose, to um, think of them and, you know, not only the kind of wide scale impact that we're able to have as an organization, but also like each individual person and um, student that I've been able to reach. Wow, those are such touching stories. Thank you so much for sharing. And especially after hearing your experiences with Innoverge, I know that I for sure am interested in getting involved and I'm sure our listeners are as well. And we're wondering how can people listening get involved with the organization? Yeah, there's so many ways. Um, I think the easiest perhaps would be to follow us on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Innoverge, you can just look us up. And then if you'd like to get more involved, um, you can also subscribe to our newsletter. We have a lot of different opportunities to get involved posted on there and just also kind of general opportunities for high school, college age, middle school age. And um, we have a couple of other programs. So if you wanna become a regional director for your community and host workshops um, and events, we have a lot of different resources for you. We can fund um, you with materials and we have a ton of different curriculum that you can use. So you can apply for that on the website. And then if you are high school, um, you can mentor a middle schooler uh, and you know, become a mentor and be able to kind of have that kind of special relationship where you're going through some curriculum together and also really encouraging that younger student um, to grow into themselves. And um, yeah, I guess last thing is we've been having some cool firesides where we bring in these professionals who work in STEM humanities disciplines. And I think those are really successful over the pandemic. And we're looking for how we're going to kind of pivot our focus um, for this upcoming year, but you know, definitely stay tuned. And yeah, that's all on our website at innerverge.org. That is so incredible. I definitely know that I will be logging onto your website after this. So I hope that a lot of our listeners are also able to and that they're as excited about this as we are. So um, now that you've shared a little bit about all of your experience to close, could you tell us what your advice is to young women who are interested in STEM or young women wanting to provide others with opportunities in STEM X education? Yeah, I mean, I guess this is cliche, but like, I believe in you. Um, so much in this world like might seek to kind of tear you down or um, kind of just like discourage you 
And I think I want to encourage you that you're so strong and intelligent and you have so much power. And I think if you really do want to give back to other women, younger women, or other people of a marginalized community that you feel um, strong connection to help, then like all the power to you. I definitely encourage that, you know, start something in your local community, get involved with some other organization, get involved with clubs at your school who are, whose um, mission is aligned with yours. And yeah, just, you know, keep that unapologetic confidence and initiative and, you know, know that, you know, as a network of women, we are unstoppable when we support each other. And yeah, I really encourage you and send my, send my love out to you wherever you are. Oh, that was such a heartwarming piece of advice. And I feel so empowered after hearing that. So thank you so much, Alana. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Your work with Innoverge is so important. And we're just so honored to have been able to interview you today. To our listeners, we hope that Ilana's story inspires you as much as it has inspired all of us. It's incredible that organizations like Innoverge are able to inspire so much change. So we really hope that this episode inspires you. Stay tuned for more episodes and thank you all so much for listening.